Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. It's Thursday. Well, the week is coming to a close almost. We've still got another day, but you know what? It's coming to a close nonetheless. And I have both been very adult and very not adult these past few days. So let's start with the adult stuff. My grandma dragged me out to Target because she wanted to get out of the house. And so she thought, well, I'll just take my granddaughter with me. So away I went. Now I am quite fond of Target and I regularly make impulse purchases there, but you know, it's Target. So that's to be expected. However, this time I bought a candle. I know, very adult of me, and also very playing into the fact that I have a sudden candle obsession. I don't know, this past summer I've just been candle collecting. It's a joy and laughter candle, cranberry dahlia, very fancy, and it smells very good and makes me happy. So you know what? What a purchase. Now that was the adult thing I did, and even that wasn't very adult, so... Now I will say that every time I record, my setup gets a little bit more precarious because I balance my microphone on fun things. And today I am currently drinking a Purplesaurus Rex flavored Kool-Aid juice box. So, you know, definitely having a good time there. And also my microphone is perched atop a precarious sketchbook and I guess I could move it. But what's the fun in that? You know, what's the fun in recording if I don't have the constant fear of moving my head wrong and having my microphone tumble down off my desk? It's not as fun. I like to live things on the edge. Sure, I cry during confrontation. No, no, I live life on the edge, okay? I drive in the fast lane sometimes, and my microphone is always looking precarious. So, you know what, kiddos? Don't take after me because I'm bad to the bone. And... Coincidentally, I also have bad bones. My bones don't work. I have arthritis. So maybe maybe only take after me in some aspects. Not that I'm not a good role model. I mean, I'm a I'm a real upstanding citizen. Okay, I take my grandma to Target, right? I'm a good a good noodle, but I definitely do some unsafe practices with my microphone, which, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I should probably fix that, but after this episode. Well, now that we've discussed my very adult habits as an adult, I've been an adult for a year now, and to be completely honest, it's overrated, and the only thing that changed is that now my parents ask me if I want to do my taxes instead of just doing them for me. And of course, I always say, no, it's okay, you know, I'll probably mess something up. I'm <laughs> I'm goofy like that. You should just do them anyway. I don't want to do my taxes. I feel like that is is just too real, you know? But no, I'm very adult, and I'll show you by doing my very adult job and doing an interview. That's right, just two adults chatting about the acting world. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Tips of the Trade with Tapioca and Emma, our lovely correspondent out in LA, which, again, makes me sound very adult and professional. So, you know what? Let's just take it away in the studio, Peyton. I'm handing it over to you. Thanks, Peyton. I'm back again in the Zoom studio where I'm back with my LA correspondent, Emma. Woo! Hey! <laughs> uh, so today I was thinking we could talk about how you go about making connections because being out in LA, being an actor is a very connection based society, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it really is. A lot of money goes in. Like, I'll just say, like, maybe some thoughts on why that is. A lot of money goes into these productions. Mm -hmm. And so they need to make sure that you can nail it when you're there. And when you know someone, you trust them a little more. What would you say is, like, imperative when you're trying to make connections? What's the most important thing if you're talking to someone who you want to get connected with? 
try to offer them something. There's a lot of need in the city and a lot of actors who really, really want it. And that can cause them to behave a little more desperately. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're offering them something. It should be a win-win situation. It's like, hey, let me feel like you have this character you're trying to cast. I honestly and authentically feel this character. And don't kid yourself. Be honest with yourself. Do you fit this casting? I honestly and authentically feel this casting or I could feel this need for you or I could help you in, in this. Mm-hmm. And I could do it A, B, and C. And it will help take a load off your plate or whatever it is. And so you're offering them like something that you truly do think will benefit them. And hopefully they agree. And they're like, yeah, that would help me. Thanks. <laughs> and that's very basic. And it's hard in the situation to figure out but that's essentially what you want all your you know you want to offer people something valuable Mm -hmm. so you want to in that case you want to then start like smaller getting to know people who aren't like getting to know regular people who are just also trying to make it work as you are yeah, well, and you know, it's hard. It's hard when you when you first come to this city and you wonder like, and you're a little green and maybe you need a couple acting classes and you know, you're still learning your way around the industry. It's hard to go up to someone who's been there for 20 years, who has paid their dues and is now absolutely crushing it. It's mm-hmm. hard to offer them something, you know? Well, it's hard to fill something that they do truly need. And so I, you, you are aware of that and you go, okay, not today, but maybe tomorrow. And that said, it never hurts to see someone you admire and say so, you know, like you can always say, I admire your work or I appreciate you. Or one day I I hope to be, you know, I can't wait to be in your casting room or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but you just can't cling on to that and be needy and act like they deserve or you're entitled to get something from them because you're not Mm -hmm. and you're just going to be one of a thousand that they see every day and it's it's not a fun experience for them yeah so when you're working towards like you know how you want to you want to offer them something if you're in a conversation with someone and you're trying to make a connection with them would you say it's important to be offering them exactly would you be offering them like just your base stuff or would you be like also i can horseback ride and throwing in like your your special talents and stuff Well, it depends who you're talking to. So with casting directors, honestly, like you're not going to get that many chances to really speak with them one-on-one. That's where your resume and your reel and your headshot and your experience and your hard work, they speak for you. But if you ever do find yourself at a networking event with them, like do your homework. Like, you know, know what they cast. You know, if they're casting Parenthood, for example, well, I would want to go up there and be like, hey, I love your show. And if I knew they were casting season three, I don't know, to be honest, I don't think I'd have the balls to be like, I could really be cast in season three. I I really don't know. And I don't think it'd be well received because you're just talking to them off the street. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to go up and catch up to them and be like, I really admired your casting in season two. And like, don't lie. Say it if you don't mean it. Mm -hmm. But if you did admire their casting in season two, then go ahead and tell them, you know, like, and that's where the cat, you know, you want to, it is a community where you want to still uplift people and, yeah. and let people know when something they did moved you because ultimately that's why they're in this too, is they want to express through art. A good example though, maybe like when you first get to LA of what you could do is like, say I meet, I'm an extra in a production and I meet another actor and we really get on and I'm like, well, hey, I have a Canon and I have an audio mic, a Canon camera. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, no, I have a camera and I have a mic. 
and I've been writing this script and it's pretty low budget. And I think we could just like film this in my room Mm -hmm. or film this, you know, like right in, in the kitchen. And so if you want, like, if you're interested, let's get together and let's make this together and I, and I can edit it up for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of collaboration with people who are in the same spot as you can really help everyone involved. Cause it's like, you don't have any real footage. I don't have any real footage. Let's work together to create something or, you know, let's, let's like tag team this and that can be really valuable. Mm-hmm. So it's really yeah. all about working together and, and building a sense of community out there. Definitely. And film is so collaborative. I mean, it takes a mountain of people to make a good film. And, you know, those people all start, or most of them start in the same place that you do when you first arrive in the city. Yeah. And so, I, at least for me, in the year, the almost year that I've been here, it'll be a year and a couple of weeks. For me, I found that meeting, like making peers who have then become my friends who will make stuff with me, write with me, dream up production companies with me, you know, basically become entrepreneurs with me has been the best part about moving to LA. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what you can accomplish when it's two of you instead of one of you. And then all of a sudden, like your feeble connections that you both have merge to be something really powerful. And it allows you to step forward in a bigger step. And it's definitely collaborating. It's hard to do this alone. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially like every uh, children's show message where the more friends, the better. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's easy in L.A. to feel like you're playing a game Mm -hmm. and to feel like you're faking relationships because you want something from them. Honestly, like, it's such an exhausting way to go about it. And it really doesn't help anyone. I mean, you're gonna, you got into this because you admired somebody's work. Yeah. And you wanted to reach someone like someone else reached you. And so if you go into that with that pure heart and also smart enough to know the people who maybe don't have that pure heart, I think you will, you'll just naturally gravitate towards people with the same pull and you'll work really lovely together and you'll build up a world that you want to live in together. And, and that's really crucial in Los Angeles. Like first year, get a network of people who love art like you do and then just make some with them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's so sweet. So and any closing remarks about um, being LA and making your connections and, and building your empire? <laughs> Be authentic, mm-hmm. uh, learn as much as you can about everyone in the industry, about how the industry works. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Knowledge can help people. So learn everything you can learn. Do your homework. If you're going into a casting, make sure you know who that casting is. Just know, know when you meet someone, know who they are, you know, mm-hmm. or figure it out quickly after. Because then you might find out that there's someone that you would really love to work with. And they, it allows you to step through the door if they opened it for you rather than passing it, not knowing what you're missing. Yeah. All right. Your website is emmahaline.org. Then we've got your other website, themillionth.com, and your Instagram, Emma the Millionth. Yes, I'm so proud. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I memorized that. I'm so proud of myself. Host of the year, ladies and gents. <laughs> well, back to you in the studio, Peyton. And we are back with me in the studio, and maybe I again need to find a way to differentiate between Zoom Studio Peyton and Precarious Microphone Peyton, but 
Well, I was going to say maybe we could wear different shirts, but that doesn't really matter because you cannot see my shirts, which is unfortunate because they're always brightly colored and obnoxious. Ah, I'm getting off topic. I'm sorry. I always do this. But anyway, thank you so much, Emma, for being on the show again. We absolutely love having you here. And when I say we, I mean me and Tapioca. Tapioca especially. She really absorbs a lot of your knowledge and I think she takes it to heart. She's quite good at making connections, I will say. She is very adorable. And we have a lot of students who swing by our dorm apartment to ask if they can pet her because they know of the cat that lives in the dorm. So, of course, she is very good at making these connections. You know, I like to think that I'm also good at them by standing behind people and going, hey, isn't my cat really cute? You want to be my friend? It works out about maybe every two times out of ten, but that's a pretty good success rate for me. But it is nice to have actual professional ways of making connections, especially if I'm going to be in this industry. You know, we'll see how that goes. Um, But thank you, Emma, for once again sharing your acting expertise with us and your experiences, and we wish you the best out in L.A. That makes it sound like we're never having her back on the show again, but we're definitely having her back on the show because she's my LA correspondent and I need to have that in my life, especially because she gives really good information and we're very grateful to have her here with us. Well, I guess that is enough of that. I should probably let you go and get back to your day. But before I let you get back to your day fully, I do have one more thing to say, and that is if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, and you would like to send them to me, because tomorrow is Friday, and as I like to say and remind you, I do not have any future vision or anything of the sort, so if you're thinking about a question and you don't ask it today or very early tomorrow, I won't be able to answer it in this week's episode. What I mean is you gotta ask your questions now or forever hold your peace, except your peace is only holding until next week. But I would love to have your questions submitted and I would love to answer them. So you can send those over to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarcark.org where they will be happily accepted by our lovely Tapioca who accepts all my emails because she is a professional businesswoman who knows how to make connections in LA, just like any other fantastic little actress. Anyway, that'll have to do it for today. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in. A big thank you to Emma for being our L.A. correspondent and fantastic as ever. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you. I will see you tomorrow. Be sure to stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out. Yeah.